cannot believe I let you guys talk me into splitting a room three ways with you guys. Like, this is... Yeah, but like, I get that it's cheaper, but, like, look what happened. We're stuck. The, bed, the bed's huge, dude. I don't know why for you're who? complaining. For who? It's the tiny marital, that's a marital suite, dude. Well, that, that was that was cool of them to... Did they think we were, like, on a three-way honeymoon or something? I told them we were. Oh, okay. Trampoline. Yeah, get away from the window, dude. <laughs> Jesus trampoline. Christ. Trampoline just went by. Yeah. That's exactly why you should stay away from the window. Uh, we should. We, should, oh, like, we may want to fucking, fucking. There's a cat. Flip that's, open. It's gone. Why now. these flights were so cheap? <laughs> I didn't put it together. <sighs> All right. Um, it's palm trees, guys. Come on. I never yeah. wanted to see Florida sideways, but and this is why. Okay. Um, can we flip up the mattress and put it in front of this window? No, I, then it, I can't see all the action. There's a news it. reporter out there, fucking moron. Can't move this mattress, dude. It's fucking huge. Plus the bed spins. That's how we're gonna sleep. Mm-hmm. How much? But, uh, how much a night do you think this thing makes in coins? I hope you guys the vibrating brought, bed. I hope you brought some for the magic fingers later. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, you think we could crack that thing open and just? Think we could hack it? We always talk about going camping. It's the same thing. You know what I'm going to try? Uh, I'm going to pop the quarter in, let the bed start vibrating. I'm going to eat a bunch of Pop Rocks at the same time, dude. Oh, I got some Diet Coke. That might actually cancel out your equilibrium. You might actually seem like you're still again. It's going to be an adventure either way. I guess it's it's something to do, because we're fucking stuck in here, dudes. I'm just going to say, could you put your pants back on, at least, Kron? It's vacation. Yeah, it's not that hot. There's a hurricane out there. Yeah. Kron, my pants got ripped off by the hurricane winds. You just took yours off. I don't know if it was like a sign of uh, like brotherhood. Like, if I didn't have pants on, you were going to take your pants off too, but... It it was a sign of dominance. Okay. I mean, now Dan seems the dominant one, as he's the one who was able to keep his pants on. You'd think with those Mm -hmm. Jinkos, they would have caught more air and and blown up, but... I got lifted up. It was like... It's like floating. It's pretty cool. It felt like a ghost. Yeah. I'll go hover above that chick's window. I see. Guys, we might die. Nah. Hurricanes. They're not as bad as tornadoes. Come on. This is just like the dream that I had. <laughs> right before we got on the airplane. <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it'd be hypocritical of you to talk about your dream. Yeah. Been very Dreams clear. Suck. Yeah. But this is exactly like it, by the way. Any of you, you guys got cell signal or no, we don't need it. We're on vacation, dude. Out of minutes. I threw mine away as soon as we got to the air. Or I got landed. Right into okay. the trash. Then what are we supposed to do? I, I iced a we bunch of no beers. We got no cigarettes. I got a bunch of beers down in the bathroom. Okay, yeah. No smokes. We ain't got a deck of cards. We got nothing. Dude, I got no those, pants on. Pop those chinkos off, dude. Get in the zone. Yeah, it's vacation yeah, mode. It, it, yeah, I'm feeling uncomfortable the fact that you have pants on and we don't. Mm-hmm. And since I can't put pants on, I need you to take your jinkos off, dude. 
You happy? Are you happy? Yeah. It's it's a thong. It's a thong speedo. What, why were you hiding that behind those big jinkos? I figured beach. It's time to let it fly. It's okay. island living, dude. I'm loving it. Oh, this is, I mean, yeah, this is great. I think we're going to move. Do they got a store down here we can transfer to? We could have taken our fucking pants off at the store, man. We didn't have to fucking get on a janky-ass flight in Jerry, hurricane season. There was a hurricane here when we bought the tickets. Like it. Hey, Jerry said we needed the training. That's why we're here. Okay? All right, how about this? There you go. I just threw all of our pants out the window, so... Not going to be a problem anymore. I better shave my legs. No, don't tempt me. I might feel them in... What's, all right, what is the sleeping situation? Are we doing foot head, foot head? I never really understood that because it still means our cock and balls and, and buttholes are lined up, so... Mm-hmm. Big Big spoon. You want big? Sp- oh, I, I fucking love a little spoon. Just crony middle me. spoon. I guess I'm the middle of this human okay. centipede, <laughs> baby. I mean, look how badass this hotel is. It's got the jacuzzi cub, cub tub. It's got the spinning bed. It's got a fucking TV and a VCR. Mm-hmm. You think that fucking thing works? I mean, the bed's still Because now I'm getting at least a little excited. You mean we might be able to watch them? Yeah, let's rummage around in these fucking drawers and throw out the King James version and see if we can find something. Here, yeah, I pulled these up. They're just in uh, blank black clamshells. That's got to be porn then, right? It could be. It's instructional, like how to... That's a snuff video. How to yeah. deal with a pantsless customer. While you There's, feel... I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe one of us should test the waters on that then. Like maybe Dan and I go into the bathroom and you pop that bad boy in and, and see what... Oh, no. There is a fucking label on that. What does that I say? Don't, I don't want to sleep in a wet spot, dude. No. No, I'm not saying all night. I mean, the idea was like if he put something on and it was a snuff film, only one of us would be damaged mentally, right? Versus all three of us sharing it, so. One of us would have the answer to the cops? Yeah. I think Kron is probably the most kept together, so he could come down a few points. The label's in the clamshell. The glue just wore off with time. Yeah. Yeah, what's that label say? It says Thunder in Paradise. Uh, excuse me? What? Is, is that, that, is, we found, we found it? Nah, you're lying. It's one of these long play 30 hour tapes, dude. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Oh, my fuck. Oh, I am, oh. How did we get so blessed? Oh, man. All right, Dan, go grab some keystones. I'm going to throw some coins in this vibrating bed. Kron, you boot this bad boy up. Because tonight, we're watching Thunder in Paradise.
Welcome, listener. This is Five Day Rentals, the video store podcast, where each week one of us takes a crack at picking a flick that we think meets a fun, non-genre-specific category, but we're doing something new, fellas. It's time. It's been hinted at over a year in the making. What are we calling this? The box set? Five Day Rentals presents the box set? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. It's Thunder in Paradise, dudes. Yes. We're fucking covering Thunder in Paradise. I am Bones, joined as always, Laundry Dan Cronhauer, dude, how are you? Bronzing up, baby. Mm-hmm. Been lifting all week. Hot dog skin. Just I've been I've been coding Dan and bronzer all week, dude. That's nice. He even gets my back. You're a good you're a good buddy, man. Mm-hmm. You're almost like Martin Brubaker. Level good buddy. I don't get how it works because I've been bronzing Dan, but then he's been rolling me through flour. So I gave you that sweet, uh, sweet bikini. Yeah. Put on. Yeah, but it's just caked in flour. You look good in it. If you're new to Five Day Rentals, if you're if you're checking your podcatcher and you're searching, and you you like me have been looking for somebody who's talking about Thunder in Paradise, and you found it. Uh, like I said, we're the video store podcast. We're category-based. Go back, check our luck. This is different for us. This is a TV series. This is new ground. Something we're going to cover once a month through the coming year. Uh, what do you guys think of that badass theme song we got from Decraft, man? Puts our normal music to shame. <laughs> yeah. Nah, your your music's pretty good, Carl. Sounds that theme, that theme is fucking awesome. Yeah, thank you, DK. Thank who, you, DK. Um, I don't know. Pay attention, listener. Maybe uh, DK will bless us with his best voice in podcasting, as far as I'm concerned. And he makes killer beats. Can't Thunder in Paradise, <laughs> a lost show of the '90s. What a bummer that this thing only lasted one season, but... Whoa, the show of the 90s. Yeah. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) Party of five, fuck you. Yeah, take that, uh, Dharma and Greg. (laughs) Shove it up your ass, Will and Grace. Is that 2000s? Yeah. Suck my dick, Melrose Place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Eat my shit, 90210. Come on. Uh, I hope I hope all the people involved die on that island in Survivor. <laughs> I hope you all get aborted, real world. Kick rocks, Power Rangers. One of them did. I mean, ah, oh, shit. That's right. All right. Sorry, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, Green white guys. Normally on our show, we, we play our, our ratings pretty secret, yeah. right? The whole point of the show is we go through the plots of these things and we play a little convoluted game at the end and we rate the fucking movie and it goes up on our big list. I, I'm just going to come out and say it. Uh, I fucking loved this pilot episode. <laughs> This long. This thing is long. It's it's a two parter that they released as as the movie Thunder in Paradise. Um, Dense as hell. 
there is so much going on in this. Like they set up so much. Uh, I have cheated and watched about half of the third episode. We will be covering episodes one and two, by the way. Uh, uh, Bones, put booze in here when you edit the podcast. <laughs> no, he's got to insert guitar licks throughout. Put booze? Yeah, like people are booing because you've watched ahead. Oh, I couldn't help it. I was so sucked in and the thing just fucking auto-played. It's the the benefit of, of getting it from the open seas. Mm-hmm. Catch my drift. I was about to start it, and that's why I texted. And then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. I, we There's no way we, we could cover one, two, and three in this episode. One and two. There's just too much, man. Well, I've, I've covered four movies on one episode once. And they were like 40 minutes apiece. So was- Honestly, I think three just auto-played for me at the end of two. And I just thought they were doing like another long song montage segment that goes on for 10 minutes. Oh, it does. They do the bummer where they do like uh, tonight on Thunder in Paradise and they do the old school like little stinger at the beginning, you know, because people come out of the commercial break and they, they hit you with that and then they go and do another commercial break back in the day. Um, I think they give too much away, but uh, we'll see. Thunder and Paradise, dudes. What was your thoughts? Where did this orangutan come from, brother? <laughs> so help me God, there better be a monkey coming up in this season. I did actually want to ask you guys at the end of this, like, what you think could potentially come in in this one se- uh, season, but. He escaped a mind laboratory, brother. He's been playing. He aced VR combat <laughs> scenarios. Cuba took over South Carolina, brother. Yeah, remember when Cuba was still really dangerous in the mid-90s? <laughs> but was it really? Th- Thunder in Paradise wasn't afraid to point that out and remind you of those <laughs> was, red commies. It wasn't commies. afraid to uh, do fucking donuts in their bay for <laughs> 20 minutes. That's how you stick it to them, dude. You show them. <laughs> Just pollute their waters. <laughs> yeah. Freedom is a jet ski, dude. <laughs> you gotta... It's a tiny jet ski. You guys, do you right, remember what the name man. of jet ski is? Trigger? Trigger, yeah. Yeah. I, I hey, I hope we see an infinite amount of trigger. I thought is it that the two? Is it that the jet ski is small or that Hulk is too big <laughs> for it? Both. It's both. Uh, all right, uh, Dan, try to get like what what is Thunder in Paradise? If somebody asks, like, what the fuck is that? What's two sentences? How would you describe Thunder in Paradise? Um, Thunder in Paradise is the story of two best friends who are ex-Navy SEALs that are contractors, and they have a badass boat, a speedboat. 
the speedboat. What was it called? Thunder? <laughs> was it Thunder? Okay, Jesus. That's, that's the name of the boat, yeah. It's Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> I got I got the jet ski right. Yeah. That's fair. But yeah, it's it's got Hulk Hogan in it. I mean, he's our star. Would you say it's Baywatch meets Knight Rider starring Hulk Hogan? That that's perfect. Does this, yeah, the ship does talk. Is the voice for Thunder Hulk Hogan? That was my question. It could be. I didn't catch that. I wonder if that'll be more prevalent later on. It's probably just some PA whose voice they modulated down. Stealth mode activated. Stealth mode failed. Hydro yeah. thrusters failed. Their boat kind of sucks. Yeah, but it's still they got some kinks to work out. It doesn't do any of the stuff they want it to. Well, if what's his name, Brew, Brew, yeah, if he'd quit having sex with it, I mean, <laughs> might work. Dan, I wrote the exact same thing down in my notes. I wrote down this guy has definitely fucked this boat before. Maybe he should fuck it some more. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. Kron, did you watch this as a kid? There's a bunch of goo leaking out of the console, brother. No, I was talking to Dan before we started recording. Um, I never watched any of this, so this is all a, a new revelation to me as we go. I was telling Kron, I think this came on before... WCW Nitro. I think. Like Monday nights. I mean, it played on TNN or TBS probably constantly. But yeah. I remember it I remember it coming on right before like Nitro and shit, like wrestling started for Monday nights. I don't know if I watched it in its original run, but I'm sure I saw it, you know one or two summers later in syndication. I mean, this is this is that time where you would have a a show and it just depending on like I'm not sure what the term is, what market area you were in, you know, it would like your Baywatch could be on CBS on Saturdays or it could be on Fox on Sundays. You know? I remember like UPN or WGN like there was always a difference, like a different channel that we had to watch for whichever Star Trek my mom was like following at the time. So you might watch UPN for Voyager and then WGN for. Uh, and I don't know if that's as as common anymore. I remember WGN was was big on the Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I think there are just less channels now that are like trying to fill up the hours of the day with, you know, old TV shows. Because I feel like that's a thing that would happen where, you know, somebody would just buy, like, viewing rights to the Twilight Zone and just like, right. well, we don't have anything on Monday from 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., so toss all those in there. 
Yeah, it's that first run stuff that's weird, though. Like, I feel like depending on what area you live in, fucking Steve Harvey could be on CBS at 11 or he could be on ABC at 2. You know, what, and, that, first and, and that's not syndication. That's first run. It always seems odd. Well, I did look up that they, the investors waited until the pilot was done before they decided if they were going to continue episodes. And I think one of them ordered 13 after this. And then I think after that, they got like another six. So that might have been why it was kind of weird. Okay. What were you going to say, Kron? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I I thought all first run stuff was just like locked to a network though. It's not like I was watching a, you know, Breaking Bad on something other than AMC. Right, because I think AMC like bought it at that time. I feel like 80s and 90s they would have these dramas and sort of shows that wouldn't necessarily be locked in. Hmm. Uh I might be totally talking out of my ass but it would just be like you'd have to try to figure out in your area where fucking hercules or xena would be like certainly you could see them like in reruns and syndication like pretty much anywhere like fucking young hercules at two o'clock on upn right but then andromeda would be brand new on fridays on something else so Feel like a lot of the Canadian shows and a lot of these other sorry, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know if it's as prevalent. Like I was saying, I don't think they do that. You know, especially with like the prestige TV. You know, networks do want to lock in on that. And hell, yeah. I'll call fucking Thunder in Paradise prestige TV. <laughs> I'd rather watch the fucking pilot of Thunder in Paradise over. Any season of The Walking Dead. <laughs> or Yellowstone. Apparently every motherfucker in the world is watching Yellowstone. Maybe we should. Maybe that's no. how we'd get listens. Yeah, g- good luck finding this thing if you want to watch it <laughs> and keep up with the episodes. There might be some links out there. You know, hopefully we, we'll give some some rough plot break breakdowns here and what I hope is that people seek this out because this was a shit ton of fun, man. If you're listening to this and you want to watch Thunder in Paradise, uh, get on the Discord, the Discord and let us know. Yeah. <laughs> we can get you a link. Could, I would love, I don't know if, if we have the means to start streaming these or, um, are we going to get a see our first season desist? We could. So I mean, awesome. I yeah. Fucking bad. Means you made it. Yeah. All right. Any general thoughts on uh, on Thunder and Paradise before we we jump in this pilot? I know Dan. You got like twenty minutes into the show and you had two pages of notes. So <laughs> I got some zingers here. Okay. Karan said he you're, had six pages. Fun. Six pages. No, I don't have that many. <laughs> And as I was scrolling through my notes, I realized most of them are one sentence long, <laughs> like four words, eight words. A noun and a verb. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of uh, the my first watch of this looking for a vintage Mercury racing hat. 
and did not have any luck. Uh, I figured you would have a Hulkamania bandana on. Now I want to get the Brewers Mercury Racing, and I was like, that's looking fucking cool, dude. Do you want me to stop by the factory on the way down to the Alamo the next time? Is it there? I think there's a Mercury Wait. in in Lebanon. I want a vintage one. I want the same one Brew's wearing. Yeah. I'm sure I can find it at like a fucking antique store right Yeah, there. I'd go to a fucking estate sale. Some old fisherman fucking croaks, I'm sure. I'll take a gander, Cron. All right, you find one. Let me know. Guys, uh, there is one thing I wanted to talk about just to get out of the way, right? Because he's, he's obviously the main character of this thing. Uh, Hulk Hogan... Uh, we covered No Holds Barred. Dan brought that to the podcast. You're welcome. Feels like three years ago. Um, Probably was. Yeah. Uh, Hulk is an interesting Worst guy. Worst episode ever. Ter- yeah. Uh, Terry, Terry Hogan, right? Terry. Yeah. Terry Hogan. Yeah. I think that's right. Um, uh, if you're our Terry age. Terry Bowela. Or something. Yeah. yeah. It starts with a B. Anyway, super prevalent for our generation, right? A cultural he- icon. Cultural icon. Thank you, Dan. A hero to many. Turns out he may not be that great of a guy. Um, Terry particu- Eugene Bolega. B O L L E A. Bola? I don't. Know how to fucking read. Where was the G? B O L L. Where you'd least expect it. So there was no G it's, in that. It's silent. It's not Bollier. Eugene. <laughs> All right. Basically, just what I want to get out of the way is in Terry no way Bullion. do we condone what what Terry Bullion has said or done. This is like a time capsule for the 90s. There might be times where we're like, he's great in this or he's awesome in this. And I'm trying to just focus in on on that particular thing. Okay. So if there's, if it's problematic or something like, you know, we've certainly covered stuff elsewhere on the show that's, you know, had problematic actors. We will be talking LA Confidential coming up. Um, and I would argue he's substantially worse than, uh, Terry Bolognese, but it's so I'm just just a disclaimer a to sort of put that out. Yeah, he's kind of a shithead, but Hulk Hogan's a shithead. In the 90s, he was weirdly cool for some reason. So, um, and while we're on the topic of him, is it what is it about wrestlers that are just so sincere when they perform? Is it just because? They get so many hours a week in front of these giant crowds and have to just put on these dumbass skits and try to sell it because there's such a sincerity to Hogan, particularly with Jessica in Thunder in Paradise, that I, I don't feel like any other alpha male could pull off. But it seems very specific to to guys that are from wrestling. You know, Cena is like super sincere and like say what you will about the rock or any of these other guys. Like they just, it's like you tell them to do something and they will fucking do it. 
as hard as they need to do. Um, ride your hog and sit in this boat and contemplate, and they will fucking sell it. I don't know. I think it's a little bit of a thing where, <clears throat> I mean, not to generalize wrestlers, but I mean, for the most part, they're like big, beefy dudes. Um, they get hit in the head a lot. And, but at the same time, like when you reach that level, I think there is some part of it where it's like, okay, now you like develop your character. Like you also handle the creative aspects of it. Yeah. So I feel like they, I don't know, just from like being in wrestling, you kind of have to do it all in a way. Like you have to, you have to be like, all right, what's going to connect with people? Like maybe I'll be, uh, you know, a big clown guy that comes out, you know, it's like, I feel like they're just, you know, taking a shot in the dark and trying to see what sticks. And if that doesn't work, they'll reinvent a a whole different character. I mean, I think during Hogan's time, there were your, your big league hitters that had great mic skills. Um, Ric Flair, they would let talk a lot. Hulk was good. The Rock, Stone Cold was great. Um, Macho Man. Macho Man. Mm -hmm. And even nowadays, from what I've seen, I think Mike is more... You have to have a lot more skills these days in wrestling now. But yeah, I think he was part of that breed of those big league hitters that that had to have those skills. So, yeah, I mean, there's almost uh, like a, like circus circus caller, like performance aspect to it where it's like your character has to be so big that, you know, the guy in the back row (laughs) gets what's going on. Yeah. Your respect, respect for, for wrestling. You're somehow like the circus caller and the attraction. Yeah. Like you, you know, and the brand, I mean, the branding stuff obviously pays off. Like, who is a bigger brand than The Rock? In the 90s, Hogan was a fucking brand, right? Hulkamania was everywhere. Well, and, and you got you got writers that are creating a story. And, I mean, to a certain extent, yes, you get your own fill it out. But they're like, hey, do you got to do this now and make it work. So... Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's gotta you gotta develop some skills there. And you were right, Kron. Like they they all take a turn, right? Like nobody is like, I am the heel forever, or I am the hero forever. It's a <laughs> it's a soap opera, basically. So it's hey, I'm the heel for a little bit, and then I'm gonna team up with this guy, and then I'm gonna, you know, Win the betray him and take this and do this, and now I'm good for a while and. Then I'm going to be bad, but I'm going to bring all the people that were fans of me when I was good over to my side and, mm-hmm. you know. Then I'm going to paint my face. Well, and they also have to, <laughs> like, they have to do some kind of improv, right? Like, the in-ring stuff is kind of, oh, like, for sure. on a whim in a way, so. I watched the Hollywood Hogan uh, Rock WrestleMania match. And the th- like, all I was wanting to watch was like, man, I wish I could fucking hear what they're whispering to each other, because <laughs> you can obviously tell that they're like talking. And Hogan's like, yeah, threw me through over here, and like, 
like you're saying, like, I'm sure they have the beats. It's like when we do our cold opens, it's like, all right, we're going to do this, do this, and then we'll figure out how to fill in the gaps, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's like they get exposed to, like, every kind of performance that you can think of in a way, but they're, you know, it's it, it's not like they're extremely gifted in any one area, but it's like, I've done some writing. Like, I could, yeah. I could develop a show. Like, but I want... Sort of cocaine in a hotel room. And yeah, in 72 hours movie. and wrote a movie. Yeah. <laughs> But or also maybe it's a, a fucking relief to them when they show up on set and they're like, oh, you're going to tell me what I got to do. And all I got to do is say your words like I don't have to stand up here and like try to impress 60,000 people and a million people watching at home. Like I'm just playing to you. I'm playing to this little girl. And yeah, but I, I mean, at the same time, you don't think Hulk Hogan ever like went to the director and was like. I honestly think Hurricane would do it a bit more like this. Like, Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I'm just saying like in in particular scenes though, it's like get on your motorcycle, drive over here, get out of the thing, get in your boat, and they just do – and the sincerity of like him putting on his fucking helmet outside the hotel and dry, it's like it just – it was like my first note like – when I first watched it, I was like, this guy is so fucking just good. in it. Like, he just doesn't <laughs> He is good. It's a bummer to say it. Like, it's fucking fun. Like, one of my last notes was, <clears throat> he's not good. I was like, he's not bad. But it works. That's probably There's something. Yeah. It's something about him that it just works. Now. He's the slowest swimmer I've ever seen in my fucking life. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because if you take the parts of him individually, his hair is awful. He's big and beefy and slow. He's not a great actor, but like when you throw it all together... Complex There's, carbs kicks in like rocket fuel. Like, yes, I'm here for it. He Keeps doing never, that. He was never a Navy SEAL. <laughs> I mean, I I do think there is something to say don't, about like we don't want him to show up yet. J- just seeing sincerity, right? Like uh, that is captivating by itself. You know, you watch uh, Tommy Wiseau in the room. Like yeah. it's a terrible movie, but the guy is like sincere he's trying to make a good movie (laughs) yeah it doesn't work but that that's what he was after so and i it when i was watching this there was no point where i was like hulk's just phoning it in you know i mean i think (laughs) the dude is like i want to make a good tv show you know so the other side of the spectrum is like bradley cooper like when brad I don't think he's that great of an actor, but the dude commits and is 100% sincere. Like being the fucking bad guy in Wedding Crashers, he is playing it like it's fucking Shakespeare, right? Like everybody else is dicking around like the A-team. Everybody else is just sort of whatever. And he just says shit that is so fuck like hangover. 
I, he, he just he's almost like too good and too separate from it because he's like so committed and sincere to this. But it's great in uh, licorice pizza. I would rather watch that guy's story. Yeah. But for some reason, I would much rather watch a sincere Tommy Wiseau or a Neil Breen or a Hulk Hogan in fucking Thunder in Paradise because <laughs> it's like that's a sentence. <laughs> Uh, Trimark Productions. You guys recognize that? Mm-hmm. You remember that oh, yeah. movie? Did you guys have oh, to look I, it up? I don't know a specific movie. Uh, they did like several films, didn't they? They did, but we we have had them on the show before. And I remember even calling out like, Trimark? What the fuck? I think it was one of my picks. No. No, this Prons. this was one of the first inside joke developed into culminated in Kron handing us some DVDs on a Buds tour. Pinocchio's Revenge, dude. Pinocchio's <laughs> Revenge, man. Ah, damn. Try, try to a powerhouse. Two for two on this show. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? We're going to keep it loose, so jump in. I'm not going to go quite play-by-play like we normally would. Like you said, this is is a dense fucking thing. (laughs) We open up the beautiful blue waters. We got, I don't know, a dozen babes sunbathing. We get that that thunder in the distance, baby. And immediately we see the titular thunder. Randolph, J. Hurricane, Spencer, and Martin Brew, Brewbreaker. <laughs> they're just cruising. We don't know where they're going. Hurricane and Brew sort of... Hur- Hurricane's got that backwards fist bump thing that he does where he just sort of holds it up haphazardly. and It looks like other- it, at points they're doing like the rip them. Like yeah, the- <laughs> it's... He's almost having to hold it back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I wonder if he told that guy playing brew, like, hey, do this with your hand. (laughs) Like, it's a cool Uh, thing I made up. (laughs) I think they just kind of, like, give a thumb. I don't think they actually. I I think Hulk, like, at points, he's kind of. When he's with Jessica later and they're doing the puzzle, he almost, the ripper almost comes out. I think it was like a, for the fans. He's like, I wonder if they'll notice. Mm-hmm. A little Easter that's, egg. That's one of those brother. things he like fought for. Mm-hmm. This is really going to bring in the no holds barred crowd. <laughs> uh, Dan, if you got any trivia, please just pepper it in through this. Uh, Brubaker, Jack Lemon's son. Damn. <sighs> yeah. He blames this for... Um, People not hiring him anymore. Oh, Killing man. his career. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> All right. They're cruising on the open water. They share a fist bump. Brew goes down inside Thunder. Whoa. Guys, Thunder is a TARDIS. It's is bigger it on the inside <laughs> than it, yeah, than it, it is a, on the outside. It has an upper and lower deck to yeah. it. Which is not a rare thing for that type of boat. Uh, that type of boat could still have a little interior spot, 
but this thing has a fucking under siege size control center inside of it. Um, My name and a microwave. Bo- maybe a yacht. If- <laughs> yes. So there's a little back and forth. Brew has a cold or whatever, and he keeps sneezing into the mic, pissing Hurricane off. Well, the, f- uh, the first time he just blows his nose, and then Hulk is like, I told you to warn me, brother. <laughs> and then he sneezes. Yeah. Is it just me, or does Brew say brother more than Hulk? He might. He might. I think yeah. he might. All right. These guys are on their way for a rescue op in uh, Cuban waters. We cut to, we see a, a mom and a son. They're running from some some commie soldiers. Hurricane finally comes down, and I'm going to be interchangeable. I'm going to say RJ. I'm going to say Hurricane. I'm going to say Hogan. You, you get the gist. Uh, he finally goes down inside, so they're able to navigate the boat from this inside fucking control center so why they were outside versus inside i mean i guess enjoying the open air but when brew went down why didn't hogan go with him vitamin c man i'm gonna stay up here and say a prayer brother i'll (laughs) see you in a minute uh hurricane he's worried that this stealth op should have been a fucking night rescue brew's able to connect to some satellites uh, we start seeing a bunch of Cuban troops. They're chasing this mother and son. I don't know if there are a lot of stealth ops <laughs> during the day ever. I mean, seems like a terrible idea. Well, we don't know the science behind it, but apparently Thunder is supposed to have a state-of-the-art stealth system. I don't know if that means run quiet or a radar blocker or what that is, but Brew oh. is very adamant that they're going to be able to get in unseen. In my head, I pictured it like uh, like the Predator. Like there's just a faint outline of a boat that's, you know, like reflective somehow. Do you think we'll get that? I hope. I think that's like a... I was going to say, I, that might that might be in the future, I Okay. Think. It could be like a... I think it's Die Another Day where Bond's Aston Martin has that. Yeah. Aston Martin call it the Vanquish. We call it the Vanish. And it's got like, it's covered in little cameras. So, it, you know, it projects what it, it the camera sees on the other side. God damn. This is important because our next category is the bond is not enough. So get ready for all these bond facts, fellas. What's our next movie? Livewire. Pierce Brosnan. I cannot fucking wait to talk about that movie. You guys watched it yet? Not yet. Okay. No. Next I take week. these things one at a time. <laughs> Come on, man. Watch it tomorrow. You're going to watch it three or four times. Cracking a beer here. 9.7 Imperial IPA. This was a mistake. All right. So, <laughs> Bruce going on about like the stealth thing. Don't worry about it. This boat's going to get us in there. No problem. Uh, hurricane and he nukes some brown rice I guess how can you eat at a time like this complex carbs brother kick in like rocket fuel I was impressed with a uh, Hulk's Cuban uh, history lesson that he gives us here <laughs> very nice 
Oh, because, yeah, he goes on like, we got to get them out because if Castro catches them, they're going to use them as bait um, for their friend who we see one time. This is just a this is just to set up Hurricane in the boat, right? I think Brew also mixes in a lot of like these God hating freedom, <laughs> freedomless, yeah, communists. They're they're pushing the American uh, propaganda for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, they're immediately seen. Uh, they're seen and Hogan it's the he, middle of the day it's the middle of the day it, there's obviously in the middle of the bay the middle of the bay a bunch of people in guard towers uh, Hogan launches out on trigger the jet ski Cubans they're certain firing 50 cows and RPGs at him uh, the mom and the little boy were sort of hidden on this dock and they weren't really seen but the excitement of seeing Hogan driving, or I'm sorry, navigating the beautiful bay on this jet ski, the kid just can't hold back. He's just got to like fucking wave. Uh, and this fucking gives away their position. So they're quickly caught. Um, Hogan does a one of the worst dives I've ever seen off of the jet ski. Uh, they could have taken that again. Maybe slow down a hair. It looked like it hurt. That was a belly flop. It like went, yeah. Yeah. He tells uh, Brew to take over remotely. All right, this is fucking cool. So he swims up underneath this dock. We've got a few soldiers shooting at him. Hulk uses his brute strength to basically push through two posts of this dock, forcing this thing to crumble. A modern day Samson. Hell yeah. Except for his hair is not his power. <laughs> yeah, I just compared Hulk to the Bible. <laughs> well, the back hair is long. I mean, the <laughs> starts at the ear, but it's golden. <laughs> if I shake my head fast enough, you can't see it, brother. I got my own stealth mode. Just yeah, shake ref- my head back and reflects forth. reflects the sun back into your enemies. They can't shoot at you. He climbs up. He's starting to shuffle over some rooftops. Looks great in his little. How can they not see? Little shorts and his combat wet or like water shoes. Yeah. How how do they not see him? I mean, he's pretty graceful on these rooftops. I'll give him that. He's faster on these roofs than he is in the water. He uh oh, Bruce able to decimate a guard tower. So Thunder has fucking machine guns and rocket launchers and shit. So periodically, while Hogan's running around on the on the dock, they cut to Brew inside with just the bad blue screen image of this fucking boat just doing donuts, like Dan was saying, and then these awesome projection like model shots of rockets shooting up. Periodically, the boat comes around so he can hit the target. Yeah. (laughs) They do a whole thing, too, at the beginning of this where he's, like, hacking a satellite, which is, it's, like, 10 steps too many for what you need. Like, you could have just said. live stream. Yeah, you could have just said, like, the boat has a camera. (laughs) Yeah. It wouldn't matter. Uh, He even goes on. Okay, so I totally forgot about the fact that Hogan has an eye patch on. Uh 
Bruce giving him shit about not being able to see out of one eye. And that's what forces him to kind of like give him satellite support. And I guess Thunder is going to be able to use the satellites and identify uh, bogeys. So, you know, just kind of covering his his blind side. So he eventually... uh, What's up? So he got poked in the eye... In a wrestling match, probably, right? I think so. Yeah, I think we'll get to that. Okay. I think he got sucker punched. Well, I think he actually got poked in the eye during a match before he started filming this. And maybe that's why they needed the eye patch thing. I thought he got seven days into filming episode one and was like, we got to lose this iPad. <laughs> I can't do this for 22 episodes. Yeah. Well, this I, show that I went it looks back and like forth. It looked real. Fucked. Yeah. So I, I wonder that if he actually got poked during a match, but he's off like right now. He's not during this. He is not wrestling. So he must have just came off. It's not pink eye, is it? <sighs> I don't know. It kind of looked like it was like brown. Like it was almost like somebody fucking poked him in the eye. Like really good. I don't know. I'm not. Who a was a notorious doctor. eye poker? Seems like a gold dust move, like yeah. blowing some powder in his eye or something. Gold dust, doink. Who did eye ranks? Eye ranks. Uh, Ted DiBiase. I don't know. You guys know more about that. That Brutus, era. Brutus the Barber Ooh, Beefcake. Who did it? It was me, the Macho Man. You guys talking about thunder and paradise? You didn't invite me on. I, I did it. You got to show up on this show, right? There's no way you don't. I'm I'm Hogan's brown eye. That doesn't sound right. But it's me. I did it. I was supposed to get this role. He always kind of played a second fiddle. To- yeah, I don't think it would <laughs> You know worked. why? It's because Elizabeth talked too much and he didn't like that. I shut her up. You know that, Mr. Elizabeth. Let me tell you something. If you if she's talking, let your hand do the walking. If you know what I mean, guys. Ooh, I think I'm having a heart attack. I better speed up. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having a little stroke during a match. It's called a break. Real man has a stroke. See my veins in my neck. Yeah. I bet if you did a rap for Thunder in Paradise, that would have hooked you up. I'm sure Cron Howard would send that to you. Snap into cardiac arrest. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Hogan eventually uh, catches up with the the kidnapped mother and, and son. Does a cool, like, drop into the back of this Jeep. Knocks out a few guys. Also uses a, an electrical pole to swing and knock out five dudes. This kid is just fucking loving this whole situation. They finally get back into uh, into Thunder. They've got some helicopters on their ass. Hogan tells them it's time to breathe fire. <laughs> they try to activate their hydro thrusters, but they fail. But only for a moment. 
because they've got some Soviet Soviet made like wolf helicopters coming after them. Uh, the helicopters launch their missiles. They get a lock, but right as they're about to impact, fucking brief fire. They take off. It's pretty great. I think he Bruce says we've got a whole flock of Soviet werewolf airships after us. Yeah. We're on the sun coast of Florida. We see some crusty old dude arriving at an airport. Takes a limo. Another, another dumb white guy on a beach. Yeah. In a suit. He arrives at this beautiful resort. Guys, this this is pure 90s. We got butts, bikinis, bright colors. We see some hot lady talking to a parrot. We got windsurfing. An open beachfront bar. Those crazy giant tricycles that... Yeah. The inflatable tires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know one of those people is doing more work than the other. Can we buy one of those? Sure. We should sponsor a few out on the sun some, coast of Florida. Slap some. We could each get our own stickers on. Yeah, there. we each could get our own wheel, our own tire. <laughs> I got some tire. hot lady, uh some hot thing. She does the cherry stem tongue tie for oh. some for some cool dudes this is kelly remember her uh she, she later skills. meets up with a uh local gossip reporter who's looking for something to cover says come on you know you know what's going on around here <laughs> looks like he's a local perv if you ask me <laughs> this guy's dialogue is like come on kelly tell me the plot of this tv show <laughs> so we can get this <laughs> we gotta take a step forward here Come I'm here on, to bridge the gap between the action and the drama. <laughs> I'm really trying to show the viewer that I'm going to be a shady guy in this. She points over to Edward Whitaker, the old dude that we saw show up. He's Megan's uncle. Uh, turns out he's here to take over the hotel. So Megan, she's the uptight British lady that owns the hotel. She's not British. Okay. What is she? That accent is terrible. <laughs> oh, maybe she's Welsh or something. <laughs> um, all right, so we're just gonna try to explain this. So Megan inherited the the hotel from her father, who built the hotel. There is a clause in the will that says she must be married by a certain point, or she loses the hotel. Yeah, what kind of fucking. Weird-ass father did she have? Well, she got it by spending the night in a haunted mansion before this, so. (laughs) Is that where she was impregnated with Jessica? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, Jessica is the omen kid. (laughs) Damien. Her little Damien. Damien, yeah. All right, so Edward is here to take over the hotel when it's pretty obvious that Megan isn't going to make this fucking deadline to get married. Because at this point in the story, she has like 72 hours to be married. So we see her confront Edward. I can't believe you're going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. This is, we get the info dump of this. Um, We see Thunder arrive at this dock and there's, 150 people out here waving Cuban flags and American flags, and they are just here to support this dad 
being reunited with his mom and uh, or his wife and son. This little girl, uh, Jessica, runs up. This should have been the end of the movie because the federal government should have arrested both of them for trying to cause a war with Cuba. It's not true, Dan. There was a one-foot-in, one-foot-out policy for a long time. (laughs) When was the whole Alien Gonzalez? Was that 97, 98? Okay. So a little after this? (sighs) Was it the 2000s? It might have been the 2000s. I don't know. I don't know if it's two thousands, but I mean, there's that pretty famous story of that fucking FBI dude, that SWAT guy holding that fucking gun right in Alien's face. Anyway, uh, family's reunited. This little girl named Jessica runs up. Cute little girl. She's Hurricane's friend. We cut to uh, Hurricane explaining to Jess. Or Jessica, that he left the Navy because he wanted to build uh, Thunder. The Navy wasn't going to support him, so he retired and decided to build it on his own. He's also telling her the story about fighting a shark. And while he's doing this, he's fucking cutting open a dead shark. And 2000. Pulling out. That was Alien Gonzalez? 2000? Yeah. Okay. Uh, life imitates art, I guess. <laughs> uh so he's cutting open this hammerhead har- uh, shark and pulling shit out. He pulls out like a license plate and a seashell. And this is where he's like really hamming it up. Like, whoa, wow. And he pulls out this necklace. Gifts it to Jessica. They think really nothing of it. All right, let's fly to the scuttlebutt. Cut to Hurricane and Jessica parasailing on the back of Thunder to the scuttlebutt, which is that open bar. Uh, this is where we quickly find out that Megan is Jessica's mother because as soon as they land, she runs up and starts yelling at Hurricane. I'm sorry if you thought it was unsafe. I'll ask permission next time. I get it. You should ask permission before you take mm-hmm. a small child parasailing that doesn't belong to you. Well, how did the child get to where... Hogan was excellent question Dan because obviously they need to be far enough to get enough lift to justify the parasail so she wasn't watching her own fucking kid no she's a beach rat and we've also established she's got a Damien kind (laughs) of tendencies yeah (laughs) I was trying to find birds to kill yeah she probably burned someone alive on the (laughs) under the pier or something she killed that shark dude Mm mm-hmm would you All guys right. eat shark meat? No. Seems wrong. Uh, sharks are old. You shouldn't eat ancient animals. I'll try it. I mean, I don't know. If someone said this shark was a hundred, I would be like, oh, "That's a bummer, dude." <laughs> we shouldn't eat it. It's this is too old. I mean, what is the like age range? They don't know. They Does a hundred-year-old shark taste different than a twenty-five-year-old shark? I bet. Yeah, I bet they're like wine. I bet they're better <laughs> when they're older, <laughs> seasoned, less salty. I'd eat an old shark. I wouldn't eat a young shark. 
I don't know. Because, like, we... Hey, how old is this You're not supposed hunt? to shoot a doe, right, when you deer hunt? No, you can... Depends not on a, the year. Or a doe take. is a female. Like, you're, yeah. not supposed to sh- you're not supposed to shoot Bambi, but you can fawn. shoot the mother. A fawn. There you go. But you're not supposed to shoot if you see a fawn. Oh, so if Doe not- has fawn with him, or with her, or two, or whatever, yeah, you're not supposed to. Doesn't that... It's like, like where is the... I mean... Because like I a mean, buck, too. Like a giant 15-point buck. You're like, oh, that's fucking awesome. This thing survived for how long? And it's like an alpha dump. Like, that's fine. But... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you you take out a young shark. That's like, well, survival of the fittest. Like this one wasn't made to. I don't to think sharks are having population trouble. I think they're probably they? endangered. Yeah. No, they're not. I uh, guess it depends on the uh, shark. I bet like, if you look it up, uh, I think wasn't there that basketball player that was like a Danny big proponent Duck. because of like the shark fin soup that they were just fucking decimating these. Shark populations. Yeah, didn't Jimmy John fuck a shark? He's fucked everything that walks, dude. Mm-hmm. After he shot it. Yeah. Can't run away. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. I mean, there's so much plastic in the ocean these days. I don't know. If that elephant would let me fuck Crimes it, I future. wouldn't kill it. <laughs> anyway, here's a bunch of shit on the walls. Hey, trail this fucking elephant I shot. It's a fucking elephant, bro. It, it's an elephant, dude. <laughs> like, if you can't hit that, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's an elephant. <laughs> Wily bastard got away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Slippery bastard. It matrixed my bullet. I'm a great shot, so tells you what kind of elephants I'm dealing with. <laughs> I just shoot a really big bullet. <laughs> fuck, yeah. A fucking Mario sized <laughs> bullet. All right. So Jessica is uh she's landed with Hogan and then Megan comes up and starts chewing his ass. It's pretty obvious from this though that uh Megan and, and Hogan, they got a little, there's a little heat there, right? There's some, uh, there's a little, little, little spark. There's, there's some friction going there's on. There's some friction. There you go, Dan. We also see Brew uh, connecting with Thunder with a rousing speech. This is where we get the, the typical, like, I graduated first in my class at MIT and developed all these systems. And the motors, you did great, but you blah, blah, blah. And then, like Kron said, he uh, then, we guess, fuck, fucks the boat yeah, to he, repair it. He definitely, <laughs> definitely fucks that boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, after Megan chews uh, Hogan's ass, some hot, young, southern blonde comes up. Nicole. Nicole. And hits on uh, Hogan and says, well, let's go use that uh, parachute go go find someplace and Hogan is down to clown I mean it's 
That's probably the kind of the path that I'm going to choose. I'm, I'm going if I'm hoping. I'm sorry. Nicole's got it going on, dude. She looks she's like I'm, the, looks like I'm getting more pink eye, brother. <laughs> hey, just don't film me from that angle, brother. All right. The next day, Bruce shows up to Spence's house. Uh, he's out on his porch. He's He's real sad. He reveals that the Navy has passed. They've rejected the contract, and they're going to go with some other company with a similar prototype. And Brew just fucking goes off. Bitch is about the politics. Fucking government, man. Hurricane says, hey, I lost. And Brew can't fucking stand this. You lost? Starts going on about all these fucking loans and shit that are piling up. You've taken out loans to pay off these loans and blah, blah, blah. Like, you're fucking underwater, dude. Like, what are you going to do to get the fuck out of this? Listen, bro, you're graduated top of your class from MIT. Go get a fucking regular job where you can make fucking six figures yeah. and help us out. How get about a sign-on bonus. Yeah. Lockheed Martin needs some fucking help, bro. <laughs> All he's doing here is just trying to get fucking Hogan riled up. He knows how to do this. So he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. Finally, Hogan kind of walks away. And this is where we get the genius boot reveal. As Hogan comes down some steps and walks down his dock, he's behind like the handrail. And you can't see these boots until he steps out. And it is my favorite shot of the whole fucking show. Because he's shirtless in very tight jeans. And then you see these boots, and it ties the whole fucking look together. Brute chases him. <laughs> I'm finally punched out, brother. They start sparring a little bit. Hogan's all fired up now. Bruce says, uh, hey, you know, Kowalski, the dude that fucking sucker punched you, he's out talking shit at the scuttlebutt. And this is all it fucking takes. They, I think he ends up throwing Brew into the water. They laugh. Hogan grabs weird. his shirt. Takes off. Weird little uh, interaction between the two here. Yeah. Yeah, they got a little friction themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing you threw him in the water. We see this older lady, Lola. She's Megan's friend. She's telling Megan that uh, her and Kelly, they've devised a little plan for Megan to be able to save her hotel. Kelly shows up and she proposes that Megan, Mary, Hogan, what the fuck are you talking about? Kelly even calls her out like, a guy who gets under your skin like that, he does it because he gets you fucking hot and heavy and shit. You wet girl. Yeah. So you think you're coming to watch a show about uh, some Navy SEALs who built a stealth boat, and now you got a romantic comedy plot? Oh, don't worry. Wait till we get to the treasure hunt. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Turns out that Kelly knows that uh, Hogan is desperate for some cash. She even hints that like Brew will fucking tell me whatever he needs to to try to fucking hook up with me. We see some arm wrestling. We got this guy Kowalski. Did Hogan think like? Maybe I should become a professional wrestler. No, he was a Navy SEAL. 
Mm-hmm. The guy's got drive, man. He's got a goal. All right. And he's working right. towards it. He's doing whatever he, he has to. That means marrying a very attractive English hotel owner. Maybe that's what it takes. Guys, at this point, when we go into the arm wrestling, um, my note was this is a perfect choice for Macho Mania. Yeah. It could have worked. It could have worked. Yeah. This is the start of a TV show, though. We don't. We don't cover yeah, TV on the main feed, Dan. I know. Yeah, this is Patreon level stuff that we're just putting out for free. Mm. It's also the peak look. Like Kowalski's got a purple tank top. Brew shows up in a purple blue tank top and the most comfortable looking pants I've ever seen. The sunglasses worn by one of the buddies is just insane here. So, Kowalski's got this giant goatee. He kicks the shit out of some guy, arm wrestling, takes some money, starts screaming about him being the best. We reveal that Hogan's there, an eye for an eye. They start arm. And and he's only got one left. So, Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Oh, this guy died? Yeah. I'm sure his heart exploded out of his chest. Probably. Yeah. He's um, related to Brett the Hitman Hart, actually. Oh. Also, wait. No, Owen Hart died. <laughs> Owen Hart, yeah. So, yeah, Hogan uh, arm wrestles this guy, eye for an eye. Kowalski goes to take a, a sucker punch at him. He kind of dodges it, knocks him out. People start cheering. It's pretty fucking awesome. Music here in this scene I thought was pretty fun. Like for the most part, it's like a cheap synth 90s score. But in this, I thought it was like kind of orchestral and, and happy. It was, it was, it got, it put a little pep in my step. Megan so, uh, shows up. She approaches Spencer and she asks for a private conversation. Um, did you guys notice the costume irregularity in Megan? Like her clothes constantly change. So when she comes up, she's wearing this like beach flower dress. Up in her apartment, she's then wearing like a white blouse and yeah, dress. Yeah. And then later, she kind of comes She's out. back in the beach dress. So I don't know if one of those was a reshoot or if the idea was that like, oh, when she's out on the beach, she's comfortable. But when she's in the hotel in her office, she's like business, business mode. Maybe she just changes throughout the day. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems weird to like, I don't know. If I think Mr. Rogers did it, right? If I think in my mind, I can only picture her and what she was wearing uh, before the wedding when she confronts Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So inside this apartment, uh, Megan proposes to Hogan, basically says, how much do you owe? He says 93,000. And I'm thinking- Shit, that doesn't seem that like that much. Like, well, I was thinking like a million five, you know? That's why nothing on the boat ever works. That's true. <laughs> Cutting corners, dude. Second grade Chinese yeah. shit. So Megan explains the situation she's in with the whole marriage thing and says, uh, you know, I could cover your 93000 if you do this for me. 
he kind of laughs this off. We get some sort of bad comedic uh, work from Hogan. Let me get this right. You want me to marry you? Like he's he's really trying here, though. I'll let you know, he says, and he takes off. He hops on his chopper. Who He's now got chaps and a fucking helmet that we had not seen yet. I thought he drove yes. that Jeep out there, but apparently he drove the chopper. Uh, we also get a quick shot of that gossip reporter and Edward chatting. So, uh-oh. Some oh, shit. <laughs> Hogan rides out to the house. It's time for some contemplation while sitting in his boat. Uh, does it seem weird to you guys that the boat is just like out in the open? Like on a dock. I, I know that's what it. That. I know that's where you'd put it, but they could have like a covered, like yeah, like a, a little bit more type of yeah, more secure thing. Unless they're just so confident in the security systems of Thunder. But I mean, it does show what it does later on. Yeah, that's the benefit of living on the water, baby. <laughs> just come and go like the wind. We're at the scuttlebutt. Bruce telling Kelly um, that he feels obligated to Spence because Spence saved his life. He's trying to flirt with Kelly. She tells him like her dream is to go to like Rome and be a fucking marble pervert or whatever. She wants to be a sculptor and gets all hot and heavy talking about marble. Yeah, and he's like, you should watch me fuck my boat. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. My note was, did I ever tell you that Spence fucked my wife and I filmed it? (laughs) Zinger. (laughs) All right. Spence shows up to the scuttlebutt. He's going to do it. He tells Megan they've got a deal. Megan says... Uh, all right, I'll do it, brother. She, yeah, she demands like, all right, it's got to be a public proposal. You got to do it now. Spence, uh, he's all in. All right, it's like kind of he like says it, and then she's like louder, louder, and then finally he just starts fucking screaming it, and then she's embarrassed. He like easily picks her up and puts her on her shoulders and starts screaming. And we see Brew just like in the background steal a dude's beer and start chugging it. He's all fucking confused. Kelly's all excited. The place erupts. And guys, we take a pee break. All right, welcome back. When we left off, Hogan, he's got himself a lady. He's going to marry this Megan lady and get Thunder paid off. Life is great. Or is it? Because we cut over to the docks. We got some goons loading up some crates onto a ship. We see this one giant goon who's able to lift up like two boxes. That guy was a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. he was. And I looked him up because I was like, that dude had to die super young, and he made it to 44. I was going to say, I think he passed, yeah. It, it's like uh, gigantism or something, you know? Like yeah, he's those, huge. Those, those guys, they just get the, 
like literally like outgrow what their heart can pump. Their yeah. organs just fucking fail. I think when I looked them up, they had them listed at eight one. <laughs> Jesus, insane. We got some goon up on top of this fucking boat with a stinger missile. Man, I'd like to keep one of these suckers for whaling. Spot a humpback off starboard. Launch a stinger into his back. Kablooey. Jim Neidhart, his heart did not explode. He died from complications from a fall. That's not the only heart brother that did. Oh. Damn, Dan. Jesus. We meet our head goon. over them. If you blew up a whale like that, it would just blow chunks everywhere. Yes. It's, have sushi for days. It's not whaling. It's just murder. It would be raining 100-pound slabs of whale, though. I mean, it's a terrible idea. It'd be raining blubber. Mm-hmm. That's what the Slayer song started out mm-hmm. as, but luckily they changed it to blood. <laughs> All right, we meet our head goon, Mr. Kilmer. He's getting foul Kilmer makeup, makeup done or something. I think he, I thought he got a haircut. Okay, That's maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. He's he's got a, a a pretty hot girlfriend or mistress or something that's giving him a makeover or whatever. It's Kiki Shepard up yeah. on the bridge. He he gets told that the uh, the crates are all loaded, but he says their client's going to have to wait because he has uh, spotted in the local newspaper a story about Jessica's necklace. He starts going on that uh, he knew about some guy who told him that this necklace would lead to millions. Uh oh. We're at the rooftop. We're getting ready for the ceremony. This is the first time we see Hogan, I think, without a bandana. Uh, only briefly. He'll have it back on brief- for the yeah. ceremony. <laughs> He's trying to practice how to say, I love you. Bruce trying to walk him through it. In this little back and forth, Brew asks about community property. <laughs> Hogan says, What? He's like, community property, dude. When you guys get married, she's going to get half of whatever you own. He starts freaking out. Holy shit, she's going to own half of Thunder? No way. Just at this point, fucking Nicole shows up. She's all pissed off. She just heard about this whole marriage, but she's dressed for a wedding. So. At least hottest event on the beach. You still got to go. Oh, that's true. Uh but while yeah, fucking Hogan's making out with Nicole, because she's that's her way of saying goodbye. She wants one last kiss. Yeah. Megan comes up, and like Kron pointed out, she's wearing... Oh, my God. <laughs> just watch it. All right. So she comes up. Uh, Brew's doing his best to try to warn Hogan that Megan is up on the rooftop. She finally uh, sees Hogan making out with Nicole, kind of... Starts giving him a speech like, hey, do what you want, but you just got to be careful. Like, we've got to put on, you know, we got to keep up appearances. But while she's chewing his ass, Hogan is like, we need a prenup. Like, we need to talk about community property. But they're both not hearing each other. 
We're at the ceremony. It's a hurricane. This means that the beach is closed and the wedding is just bombarded with wind. Uh, we see fucking Hogan's best blue bandana. Why? Kilmer shows up. He starts casing the place. He looks Dur- terrible right here. Hogan? Yeah. He Maybe he just hung over. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe he thought like, "Ah, I'm just filming the wedding scene tomorrow, so I can tie one on. I'm method. I want it to be like my real wedding. (laughs) Yeah. We got a party like it was my bachelor party, brothers. Yeah, maybe that's what he played it up. Like, Brew took him out to the scuttlebutt last night. So Kilmer's case in this place. Brew took him to a pile of old metal. (laughs) Like... Look how sexy this is. Look at these wires. Don't they just fucking turn Just roll you around in it. <laughs> it's not cheating if it's with machines. What was that movie where the like he fucks a car? Did we cover it? On no, no, no. Minutes? It came out like... Titan? Titan, yeah. I never watched that. I know he crowned it. Did you watch that one, Bones? No, but I'm. I was aware of the the car fucking of it. I bet the Brew whole was, car fucking thing. I bet Brew was like, finally, <laughs> finally, I someone was brave that act, enough. Yeah, that was it. Chris Lemon is that the actor's name? Could have been fucking me if I yeah. could have ruined my career that way. And that car could have been fucking paradise. me if I. <laughs> and ruined my career. All right. I think I've said this three times. Kilmer shows up, but he's casing the place. During the ceremony, uh, Hogan's trying to negotiate about community property and prenup. Megan basically says, I want 51% of Thunder. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. He thinks she's bluffing. She thinks he's bluffing. He then says, "Like, well, shit, then I want fucking... 50% or uh, 51% and she's like of what the hotel and he says no the scuttlebutt which in my mind she got off way better right like he should have well, argued for the fucking hotel like during the ceremony yeah 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 okay I thought Cause, he, I thought he was asking at first for the hotel which would make a lot more sense yeah for sure but he, I think he is even like no the scuttlebutt like he caves on the hotel thing and she's like yeah fine okay cool <laughs> the priest says if anybody has anything to say blah 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 and uncle edward stands up and says his whole wedding's a sham and everybody just blows him off and megan even says like fucking hurry up get to the kiss so they kiss it's sealed after the wedding Kilmer's lady approaches Jessica and starts complimenting her necklace. She says, you know what? My husband's like an antique dealer or necklace jeweler or whatever the fuck. Like, maybe he can appraise it for you. She's like, sure. So Jessica follows her over. Uh, Kilmer starts trying to appraise it. He says, hey, I'll tell you what. I'll give it to you for 100 bucks." And Jessica's smart. She goes, no, that means it's worth way more. But anyway, it's not for sale because my dad gave it to me. So a little ruse of like, well, hey, it needs to be tightened up a little bit. Why don't you turn around? She stupidly does that. I mean, she is a child. He jacks the idiot is what she is. 
<laughs> a fucking it's rube. Almost, it almost looks like the same girl in uh, Black Dog. That came across my mind, but I, I didn't look it up. Hmm. When was Black Dog, though? It was after this. I think the daughter in Black Dog is older. I mean, which makes sense with the fact that it was like 98 or whatever. But maybe. God damn it. I want to tell you something so bad, but wait, we'll talk about it next. All right. So Kilmer and the lady, they steal the necklace. They take off. Jessica starts screaming. Hogan sees him. He takes on after him. He tackles Kilmer. They fight over the necklace. Thing breaks apart. Pieces of it everywhere. The fucking giant goon shows up. Starts throwing Hogan around. Hogan tries to hit him with a fucking surfboard. A few axe handle punches. Nothing is fucking working. Finally, everybody else hears the ruckus. They run up. Kilmer, his lady, the giant goon, they finally run off. They get in their limo and drive away. Hogan, smart enough, tells Brew, hey, get a metal detector. The next day, we see them putting the little pieces of the necklace together. It's a damn puzzle. Jessica says, well, it is your guy's wedding night to <laughs> Megan and Hogan. Uh, I like how they cut the scene here to like show the like how long they're sitting here working on this puzzle because like they get excited every time they put a piece together. Like I got one. Great job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, but they cut to like Megan standing by the window and then they cut to Hogan smoking a cigar and Megan like coughing and like He's trying just- blowing that cigar smoke all over that kid it's his place though man i mean guess this is your daddy get used to it yep so eventually they get this thing together and it's a fucking map megan says uh she recognized the islands they're off sarasota my fucking dad used to take me there hogan's like you're right holy shit he checks his maps then brew and kelly show up and they start to pass on some info They think that this necklace was made by this guy named Andrew the Gimp Gilmore. He was a prisoner at San Quentin. (laughs) Also appeared in uh, Pulp Fiction. Go get the Gimp. (laughs) Gilmore was convicted of a big robbery and connected to a bunch of other robberies. He was murdered in prison. And while they're talking about this story, Jessica, she gets underneath the table and looks up underneath And says, oh, there's more on the other side. So one side of the map tells them which island it is. Other side of the map tells them where X marks the spot. Cool little scene where they all sort of get underneath the the table together because it's like a glass top and sort of look up at it. Yeah, at this point in the movie, I decided that uh, I'm only going to be wearing what Hulk wears in this movie for my hot boy summer for 2023 guys okay so if you want to join me i just want those brew pants man those. i'm just going pantsless all all summer long well you did throw all of our pants outside so mm-hmm. it's true guess we all are 
Uh, what a windfall for Hulk Hogan's character in the run of these two episodes. Because it's like he gets his boat debt paid for. He gets half of the scuttlebutt. Now he's got a treasure map. Like, things just keep falling into place for this guy. <laughs> About damn time. Guy served his country. <laughs> All right. Prepare thunder. We leave first thing in the morning. The next day, Hogan is acting all churlish. He is telling uh, Megan that she doesn't get to go. But Megan says, I am the uh, primary stakeholder of this boat, and I demand to go. Cool thing here where he, like, throws the bag at Megan. It's like, all right, fucking load this shit up, and then, like, instantly starts playing the captain card. It's a bunch of J&B scotch and marijuana <laughs> that we'll need for... Mm-hmm. We don't know how long this trip's going to be. <laughs> and I hope you brought new tapes, because I've seen all these. It's a very... It turns into a very Tarzan-Jane type of relationship with this whole thing. And it's great. Between those two. It's, it's a wonderful dynamic. She's hot. He's even hotter. You could cut this tension with a knife. Is she? We're not going into that. And don't don't you think it's a little bit more like uh, the island of lost children in Pinocchio? You know, I I logged a, a film and nobody ever said anything to me. I was kind of surprised. Was it Del Toro's Pinocchio? Yeah. I have zero interest in it, so I would have just blown by it. I don't carry the inside jokes as well as as you two, I don't think. I think you guys fucking popped that shit out. Kron didn't carry that. He fucking running backed it down our fucking throats. A little inside, uh, and he's not done yet. So there was some uh, some 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 gift exchanges between us and some other podcasters, and it was it was great. Um, and in a in a chat of hey, thank you for the stuff. All I kept thinking was like I have to get ahead of a Brewster's joke. So. When I finally was able to say, like, yeah, Brewster, let's just get over. It was such, like, great relief that I got to it before Kron did. So, I'm sure he was ready and waiting for me to say something, but. I just like that it's in your head now. And yeah, you you've, you've, you've won. You've won. <laughs> you have to constantly guard yourself against being accused of your Brewster's Millions lifestyle. I don't know why you're. Ashamed of it. Yeah. You made it, bro. Hey, dude, I'd love to fucking own a stealth boat and be married to the hot owner of a beachfront hotel. That her daddy says she has to get married by the age of 33 or she loses the hotel. She's 30. He's 48 years old and she's 30. That hair says otherwise. Yeah. Where do you guys think the split was? I didn't like timestamp it. Do you think they ended the first episode 
on the proposal. Yeah, I don't know. And then came back. Maybe kidnapping the girl, maybe? Or the necklace, maybe, after the... I don't know. I would think, like, the maybe the wedding was the end of episode one. Okay. Because I, I was thinking that if you ended on the proposal, then you can open the next show on the docks. Like, you sort of contain that whole thing. Meet your but, bad guys. Yeah. yeah. I just sort of thought of that and thought I'd ask. All right. Let's keep grinding. So they take off. They're headed for the island. We get to the beach. And then back stateside on the beach, Jessica is, she's coloring uh, the treasure map. X marks the spot. She's sort of just going over it. And she's starting to vent. She's being watched by Kelly, who's doing some sculpture shit. (laughs) Jessica admits that she's smart. She knows that this whole marriage thing is a ruse. Uh, but this doesn't last long because the fucking giant shows up. Sadly, this drawing allows Kilmer's crew to follow our heroes to the island. Thanks, little girl. I appreciate it. Why wouldn't you just draw the wrong one? She didn't know she was going to get kidnapped. I think she did. She's a little Damien. She <laughs> she wanted everybody to die. Yeah. That's a volcano. <laughs> she wants Kilmer to fucking, you know, hijack the score and then manipulate Kilmer's crew. Yeah, she's playing the long con, this fucking Antichrist. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still got 20 episodes to go, so. Yeah. I can't we wait. never know. I can't wait. We should just do this. Every week for a while. I'm having an absolute blast. I'm savoring this as much as I can. All right. So we see Megan and Hurricane. They're on the island. Fucking poor Brew having to deal with Megan and Hurricane arguing. She's like not stepping in mud. Hogan's having to carry her through, get her off the boat, all this shit. So they they follow the, the map and they get to this spot and Megan starts saying like, it's over there. Hogan says, no, it's right here. They can't figure it out. So Hogan climbs up a tree real quick, gets a nice bird's eye view. And what's he find? That Megan is sitting on the fucking X. There's a little X made out of some rocks. He uh, very easily moves this giant rock in the center. I think she even says like, oh, yeah, I found it. Which would fucking piss me off. So. (laughs) Again, he very easily moves this rock and he exposes a little opening, a little tunnel down into a cave. They rappel down. He uh, finds the family from Apocalypto. <laughs> Didn't make it before the water filled up the. Oh, what cave a bummer. Dark. <laughs> uh, pretty, pretty great thing here where um, Megan is just sort of sitting and being annoying. And a snake starts crawling up her leg. Hogan just grabs it like, what, you don't like snakes? And gives the thing a kiss. Right as Brew finds like the secret little rock wall where immediately our treasure is. Yeah. Oh, dude. This is TV, dude. We got a book. It looks like it's wrapped up in trash bags. Like, when they yeah. pull it out of there. 
Well, they even comment like, oh, ingenious idea to use two, like something to make sure it doesn't get all wet. I think it's two like lifeboats or some shit. Two hefty trash bags. <laughs> and they're those, those stretchy kind too. So you can mm-hmm. fill all sorts of pearls and shit. Yeah, it's John Cena said never so. gonna bust. Your pearl's never gonna bust our bag. We have to use um the recycled bags in my house and they're not as tough. And, you don't uh, use the force flex? No, we've got to use uh whatever organic uh I have to whisper now. Uh <laughs> Because they're close. The uh, bags? Yeah, the bags are right behind uh, me. They're behind least, me, aren't they? At least you know <laughs> she can't kill you with them. That's true. That's a force flex. If if I'm I'm dead, I ain't getting out of that thing. And I buy like 300 of them at once. What a great fucking trash bag commercial would be like Dexter. Your husband. Like, like what bag? Dexter uses to dump bodies. It's the number one dead body bag. Yeah. <laughs> Found in landfills mm-hmm. for years. Live carefree with hefty. Rat seller hefty bags. Yeah. Black seller. Black seller? Or was it rat seller? I think it was black seller rat killer, right? Ah, oh, that's right. <laughs> Don't ask me what episode but that was. Don't, that was Vagrant. Oh, fuck. Great episode. But we're talking Thunder in Paradise. Guys, I am fucking feeling these 9.7s. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying my best here. And I'm having a really good time. It's fun. It's a year in the making. Karan, you doing all right? Doing good. All right. So this is my favorite brew thing of the episode. So they, uh, they pull the treasure out. And they're about to open it. And Bruce says, before we begin, I just want to say... I'm very excited, which I thought was a, a great line and a great read. They open this shit up. Oh, man, it's beautiful. It's all sorts of treasure. But sadly, fucking Kilmer's goons show up, shoot at our heroes. Uh, what do you guys think about Kilmer's like lines and delivery? Like This guy is absolutely hamming this shit up. Put the stuff on the rope. And throw your keys up like he, he's he's hitting just, every other syllable. Just move out of the way from the hole. Like go to the right. They can't see you. They can't shoot you. Well, they they already have them in their sights, though, dude. There is a part they shot where he's like hamming it up like that, where he's like. Give us the jewels. But then, like, literally a split second later, he's like, tell that woman to move over there. He's, like, <laughs> screaming at them. Yeah. Hands off the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. It it comes and goes. It Especially, I, I love it, especially later when he when he screams about getting a Stinger missile. And I, I hope I wrote that, that down in, like, that cadence. But he basically orders our heroes to pass up the treasure, pass up the keys to the boat. They eventually give in, and they seal up the fucking... It takes like four guys to move this rock that Hogan moved. They lock him in there. 
Brew's obviously pissed. Well, no way out of here, but it doesn't take him very long to realize that the water that's inside of the cave, salt water, must lead out to the ocean. Out on Thunder, the boat is refusing to start because it does not recognize any of these goons as authorized personnel. And the weight is too much. Yeah. Gives and, a little and countdown. And the boat hardly works any time ever, so. <laughs> it's just not feeling it, dude. Life of its own. You get this cool, like, Ed 209-style countdown that they don't believe, and it just fucking shocks the shit out of them, which is kind of cool. So you get, like, these four guys all sort of shaking and reacting, and then they finally jump off, and there's one guy who's way too late, and I thought they could have re- they should have did another take of that, but... Well, he's, like, shaking, and then he stops so he could, like, fall back into the water. Yeah. Well, there's... But then there's another guy who... It's almost like he wants to wait and make sure the other two are out of the way before he jumps where he had already, like, committed to jumping. So, Kilmer gets Paul pissed off. He's like, fucking, go get our boat. Get a line. We're going to fucking tow this thing. We cut back into the cave... Hurricane stripped down to his undies, breaking some fucking rave sticks and oxygenating his blood. Megan's like, what's he doing? And he just fucking ignores her. Hogan couldn't hold his breath for. He's got 10 pow- seconds. Powerful lungs, dude. <laughs> That beast of a man. What are you going to do when Hogan breathes all over you? It jumps in the water and floats. <laughs> I think he'd sink like a stone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brew and Megan, they are prepping a little lifeline for Hogan. He hops in, starts swimming. The guideline sadly starts to break, starts to tear. Some good suspense with it. You know what's going to happen. So Hogan swims for a while, like Dan said, about a dozen times. He's not a great swimmer. And uh, this this line is going to be all tangled as fuck. Yeah, it, it looks like little just... craft twine or something. <laughs> um, I don't. Do they even show him like dropping the night like the glow sticks? No, nah, because when he comes back up, he's still because you see the green come up first. Okay. So he still has it. In my mind, that's like, what I was thinking. They were fl- like, <laughs> he's lighting away for himself. Yeah. All right. So it's a little tense, but he finally gets out. He sees the exit, swims back up. But because that line breaking, it takes him a little longer. Bruce starts to freak out. He takes off his clothes, I guess, to go in after him and not to maybe show off to Megan. Like, hey, I'm. I'm hot too. Looks like we're married now. Yep. He's dead. That's the rules. You're mine now. I'm going to go fuck this dead body down here. (laughs) He would have never let me do this when he was alive. (laughs) He's already pre-moistened. But he hops back up just at the end. It's pretty tense. So Hogan leads the crew down the watery tunnel. Uh, Cool thing here where Brews made like a makeshift diving bell. Out of a bag. This allows Megan and her weak lungs to breathe a few times along the way, but she's still sort of, I 
she gets a breath and then I think just panics so much that she passes out. But they get her up top. It's like trying to rescue one of those uh, kids in the cave. (laughs) Yeah, that was a good movie. I I just watched a documentary. I didn't see the the movie. movie. I I enjoyed it. Documentary is good, too. Yeah. Did you watch 13 Lives, Cron? No. It's kind of crazy how they do that. Yeah. I won't give you any... I won't spoil it. It's, I would say it's, I was surprised. It's like, worth like watching with your wife. Really? It's not like great, but it's like a good Sunday watch. Like they do a good job of like keeping it kind of secret. And then when they reveal like how they're going to get them out, you're like, no fucking way. And <laughs> that's what I was like. Yeah. Wait, hold, hold on. Farrell and Mortensen are pretty fucking good. Do you like believe that they are these nerdy fucking cave divers? Carl, I think you should start with the documentary first and then do the movie. Yeah, that tell sounds good. Is. I'll tell my wife that I've got a uh, five hours of content for us to watch on Sunday you, morning. You, you do that already, pretty much. How's your yeah. Mission Impossible run going, man? It's good. I'm having a good time. Uh, I I don't know why people hate three so much. I really like I, three. I'm I sh- love three. I love it too. It's, yeah, that's what brought me back. It's got the best villain. Like, you don't think I'll do it? <laughs> The only corny bit in three, which is inexcusable, is when he is like sneaking into the Vatican and he's like, Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. (laughs) He says it to no one. When we worked at the video store, I would put that fucking movie on all the fucking time. I think three, one, four, two out of what I've seen so far, that would be my order. So, hey, I respect it. I. I liked four yet. before was like they were constantly reacting to everything. There was like none of the cool we're planning out a mission kind of stuff. I want to redo at least three, four from three up. I think before the new one comes out. Yeah. I mean, two's still hat. I mean, two is still better than most other movies, but. It's just the weakest of an incredibly strong franchise. Yeah, it's just... Being John Woo, that's fucking insane to me. It just seems so late 90s. I mean, it's like... They were definitely going for like a feel and a tone that I just don't know if it holds up that well. Like one holds up better than two. And it's earlier. If we get I Disappear at one of those Metallica shows, I'll be so fucking happy. Oh, fuck, yeah. I I listened to the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack on fucking repeat and played Excitebyte 64 (laughs) for like an entire summer. They played it the other day on Turbo, and I was like, fuck, yes. (laughs) Was Which one had the Kanye West song? Was that three? Where he oh, did like the in credit song, I can't remember. Okay, I have you seen that clip? Two or there's three. a great clip of like Cruz on like the press tour, and he like points to somebody and says, "I'll see you in Harlem." Uh, <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that was on the tour for three. I will say this, and I hope Danny Duck could back me up on this. Fucking the Mission Impossible three trailer. I think is like the best shocking reaction I've ever had to a trailer. When they show at the end of that, the explosion 
on the bridge and him being tossed into that car, I was like, holy fucking oh, yeah, shit. running. Yeah. Almost directed by Joe Carnahan. And Joe Carnahan, I get because Cruz loved Narc so much and, and tried to bring in Carnahan. And Carnahan was like, this script is a fucking video game, man. There's like nothing here. And it's so funny now because Carnahan just pumps out like these fun. He like literally did a video game movie, I think, with boss level. Like he's found a muse in uh, Frank Grillo. Like I just watched Cop Shop with Frank Grillo and uh, Gerard Butler. I was like, you fucking walked away from Mission Impossible and now you're doing these, but. I don't know. Like, I I get the impression from at least what I've read that everybody likes, like, four is, you know, one of the best, but I don't know. Just, I thought three was awesome, so. I just love that you're watching them, man. That's, I'm just stoked you're watching them. I kind of wish four had just been all like, I wish it had been he gets stuck in the Kremlin and that's like the whole movie. I thought that would have been cool, but they go, you know, like five places after that. So, yeah. I think the thing that works for four to me is it just, it has, it takes all the great stuff of the previous three like it it reworked it in a way it does like this fast and furious thing like where fast five was the one where they sort of refresh the franchise Mm -hmm. and but four was it was like away from three just enough and he was just it's like at that point he his stunt switch flipped and and that really sort of kicked that whole thing off i mean that tower scene is fucking crazy yeah, the sandstorm chase is awesome. I think the 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 screen in the hallway thing. It's not like Mission Impossible one and Langley tense, but it's still fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's but like, it's it's like the weakest villain. It's like the weakest sort of like oh this guy wants to drop a nuke, yeah. sort of thing. Like that's the excuse just for these big stunts. Yeah, I think. Like, all the action in 4 is really good, but I thought the... I guess I just thought the story was, like, weaker than 3. So. Yeah. 3's up your alley. Like, that best... Like, really great villain performance and, like, the the vague rabbit's foot thing. Yeah. Seems like definitely a cron. I don't need it. It's great. Yeah, just it's just going. an excuse for the movie to happen at that point. Yeah. I mean... Hey, you came for Thunder in Paradise and you got a little assessment of Mission Impossible here at the during the climax of Thunder in Paradise. At least the first four. I'll report yeah. back on five and six at a later date, I suppose. You don't See, think I'll do it? All right, let's get back. Let's fucking finish this. Fucking, let's get out of this. How the hole. fuck are we going to do three episodes next week? Quicker. Next week. <laughs> we'll go or quicker. The, or. The next episode of the box set when we do three, four, and five. We won't stop to talk about Mission Impossible for 20 minutes in the middle. Yeah, try me. <laughs> you don't think I'll do it? Cron, don't watch five. I'm going to. I'm five's committed fucking, at this point. Five's dude. fucking good, dude. 
Which one's Ghost Recon? Ghost Protocols Re- Four. Ghost Protocols Protocol. Four. Okay, is that the one where Five you, is they're Rogue in, Nation? Uh, Dubai. Yeah. yeah. Or is that okay? Yeah. Five brings okay, in uh, right, let, let, Jessica let's Ferguson. Go down another rabbit hole. I love in four though when he throws that <laughs> like tether down to get back into the room in Dubai, and that guy's like, "It's not long enough." Tom Cruise is just like, "No shit." <laughs> <laughs> that prison break in the beginning is so fucking cool. Like him throwing that rock. Like the just the little subtlety of like this guy is a fucking mathematical genius, which references three in a way when he's mapping out like the swing from the one building to the other. Mm-hmm. He's doing fucking calculus on the window. I was like, that is such a great little touch because this guy would have to be like for all his daring shit that he does, he'd he'd be a fucking physics phenomenon. So. Yeah. Five is Superman. Right? No. Six. That's Fallout. Six? We're on seven. Jesus. Yeah. I got to rewatch. <laughs> Five's good, went, man. Fucking bike I, chases. I went to this Crazy. theater for seven. Seven's no, not out. Seven, six. Seven's out this year. Jesus fucking Christ. Hulk Hogan, bleach blonde hair. Let's go. Yes. So Megan passes out, but they get her back. So even though the boat or the big boat is towing Thunder, they still somehow find Thunder and are able to get inside via the bottom hatch. Yeah, he didn't make it. He's swimming way too slow (laughs) to catch up with this boat. So they say, uh, unfortunately, they can't call any for any help because they would be the, the bad guys would see anybody coming from miles away. So Hogan, he's going. He's going to utilize these Navy tactics. Puts a little face paint on. A little psychological warfare. Camo Swims up to the boat. The fine Florida sunshine. Mm-hmm. He's a gill man at this point. <laughs> <laughs> he takes out a few guys when he gets up onto the boat, but then the giant shows up. It takes a little bit. I think he's got to hit him with a chair. Finally, and then he hits knock him, him giant down. Wrench too, right? Yeah, yeah. It it takes a little bit to beat this giant down, but in uh, all the ruckus, the rest of the goons hold Hogan at gunpoint. They eventually chain him up. They put that giant wrench around him too, as like a, an anchor. They throw him overboard. Oh yeah, Navy Seal. How about Navy Anchor? Ha ha ha. Kilmer also orders that Jessica and Kelly be tossed as well. They get thrown okay. overboard. And this just fucking pisses Hogan off. Gives him the super rage. He busts his chains. This is the same time that uh, Brew dives in with some awesome little mini air tanks. So they're able to rescue Kelly and, and Jessica. There's a Get funny, her up in the boat. There's a funny part kind of where uh, Brew gets Megan and he gives her the oxygen and Hulk just picks up Jessica. <laughs> it's uh, This little girl doesn't need any in the air. She's fine. She's got those young lungs, mm-hmm. man. She's all right. 
Well, you're supposed to put your mask on first and and then help anybody else. So that's a, he needs that's a to, airplane. Yep. Yeah, same principle though. He's got to oxygenate his lungs so he's able to get her up into the boat. <laughs> Sorry, kid, you used all this one. I, I also one love <laughs> the framing that they have on Megan where she's inside of Thunder pacing in her bikini. Not doing shit. Yeah, she's just panicking, but it's this very like Kubrick. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a very. <laughs> whoa, whoa. It's like whoa. this like low <laughs> shot. I, I, it's so odd for TV of her pacing. I was like, this is pretty good, but I can't believe the word Kubrick just showed up here. He's still in the wall back. Okay, he's still in the wall back there. He's all right. All right. Stanley Kubrick's Thunder in Paradise. <laughs> awesome. Please. <laughs> a little Clockwork Orange theme starts playing. <laughs> fucking, that, little, that little girl would have died on set. It's a fucking margarita that's spinning slow motion. <laughs> uh, inside of Thunder, Bruce attempts to give Kelly some mouth to mouth. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, she still rewards him with a kiss anyway. Kilmer's, he's like, fuck it. Uh, we're to set course to Panama. Thunder so pulls away, no problem. What the fuck? Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I'll, I'll, it, it'll come up later. Okay. So, yeah, Kilmer thought that they were fucking dead. But then when Thunder just fucking backs up and breaks the tow line, he freaks out. Bring out a Stinger missile and blow him off the planet. One of the goons runs up. He's up on top. Shoots a missile at Thunder. They try to breathe fire. But what do you know? The fucking Hydra thrusters, they fail again. Brood just starts kicking the shit out of the fucking control panel. Finally, the Hydra... To get this video and replace that Stinger missile with a dildo, and that shit would be hilarious. Yeah, I'll, we'll get started on that, Dan. Yeah, utilize your fucking uh, CGI skills and, mm-hmm. and, and do that. Yeah. Send me uh, the photos of your dildo so I can mm-hmm. <laughs> reference it's purple, to though. cut out. I don't have, I don't have a real looking. It's a fuck boat. <laughs> what do you know? Fucking... Hydra thrust kicks in. They start breathing fire. Did you guys notice the faces on Kelly and Megan when they're supposed to be like thrown back? Yeah, the doesn't work on a podcast, but the it, they're very comical. The faces that Kelly is making. They tried. So, yeah, where did those back seats come from? Do they like fold up from the floor? Or they're very concerned with them getting strapped in. Mm -hmm. So the Hydra thrusters kick in just as his Stinger missile's fucking closing in. Thunder's telling him it's it's 0.9 meters away, 0.8 meters away. Hogan fucking pulls it hard to port, starts circling around. What the fuck are you doing? That thing's on us. Yeah, I want it to follow us. They take off back towards Kilmer's boat, kick just out of the way, just in time for the Stinger missile. 
Holy shit. Fucking mastermind. Dude. Master explosion here. Luckily, because it's television, most of Kilmer's crew fucking jumps off beforehand because you can't have this mass murder on TBS and four Captain's o'clock in the afternoon. Parts supposed to go down the water. Shit. Yeah. Spence, what about the treasure, man? There's always another day in paradise. <sighs> Cut to Hogan in bed, popping open a bottle of champagne. We got hundreds of candles. Darling, what's taking so long? Megan comes out in some beautiful black lingerie. It looks almost wow. as good as the pre-wedding yeah. lingerie. Well, the had. pre-wedding thing is is better. Yes, Cron. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking to yourself, are they about to consummate this thing? Is she about to reward him for saving her life and the life of her daughter? Now his is daughter? She, is she about to see if he shaves his pubes? He's completely hairless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has to be. From Smooth. the from the neck down. Navy SEAL requirement. Coconut. That oil. or it's he repeats the same mustache pattern <laughs> has anybody ever done that has everybody given their cock like a Fu Manchu uh, nah. less yeah I mean you just clean up the sideburns down there I bet you could all right I got mutton chops on <laughs> you got the Wolverine <laughs> mine says you leave just the fucking that's right it says 5DR <laughs> If anything, you've made it grow further down the shaft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for her pleasure. All right. So you're thinking to yourself, they're going to finally do this. But it fucking reveals that uh, fucking Edward and this greasy reporter, they've set up some cameras in the vents and they're fucking spying on him. This dude's about to watch yeah. his fucking niece. Get it on. Get it on. Who's the gawker now? I'm feeling bloated right now. I don't know if I can perform. <laughs> Are you filming this? So they start macking underneath the sheets. She says, I said, fake it, not make it. Move your hand. And I think he literally says, like, I don't get any reward for saving your life or anything. <laughs> Uh, so the reporter and Edward, they start going back and forth. Edward's like, I'm not buying this shit. And the reporter's like, what the fuck are you talking about? These people are in love. <laughs> this shit is hot as hell. This dude. is fucking, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to watch, get out of here. Lock the door. Yeah. Behind you. So outside, uh, Brew is having a soak with Kelly and Lola. And they're in a giant hot tub, but sitting right next to each other. It's pretty hot. He asked Lola to... That's what I was going to say. Are they together, Kelly and Brew now, or is it just kind of... I think this is our... Whatever. Will they, won't they? Through the show, right? But uh, we cut back into the... or the. I guess it is a hotel room, even though they fucking live there now. Uh, And we literally end with Megan just biting the shit out of Hogan's lip. Well, he, he screams in sexual agony. And uh, we go to credits, dude. He's got some weird uh, 
when they're doing the fake love making, his groans are like, <laughs> like Oh, he's trying to know. sell it, man. I what guess. To? Thunder in paradise, lightning striking twice, mess with thunder, and you pay the price. Dudes, the pilot episode of Thunder in Paradise, we did it. So, Kron, off mic, you and I decided, <laughs> along with Dan, that uh, we're just going to rate the totality of the show and put that on the list. So, we don't need to play a, a rate my letterbox or anything. So, let's just talk about uh, our, our final thoughts on this inaugural box set episode. It was a confusing yet informative watch. Uh, I feel like they tried to... Like the story is convoluted in a way where it's 10 steps more than need to be there at certain points. But um, I don't know if they were just trying to be like, we got to get in some comedy, some action, some adventure. Like they were trying to hit every genre it felt like, you know, for... 15, 20 minutes. Um, but I don't know, man. I was entertained watching it. Like, I do think Hulk is being super sincere in his acting. Um, I think he's trying to deliver a good product. It, I don't know. <laughs> it's an enjoyable watch, but um, I guess I'll see how 20 more of them wear on me. <laughs> Like, if it was just these two, I think I would feel a certain way. But knowing there's still roughly 20 hours to go, I hope it just doesn't turn into, like, we kind of got the same four things that we do over and over and over. Right. Dan? Um, at the end of this, I did not hate it. Uh like I said, Hulk is not the best. It's not the worst, but it works. And I'm I'm intrigued to to see what they come up with. Uh, hopefully it's um I know he did get like with the same producers as Baywatch. So I don't know. That kind of scared me a little bit when I read that. But uh I'm intrigued. I but like I said, I don't, like I said, when we get 17 episodes in, is it going to be like, oh, fuck. Like, but I think overall, uh, the pilot one and two episodes are, it was pretty good. It, yeah. Like Kron said, it had, you went from two macho dudes fighting with Cuba to a fucking treasure hunt. So like no telling where we're going to go. This was a thing where after the second watch of this, I walked into my bedroom and told my wife, I think I love this. Like it, it just, and she's always like, why does this bother you? And I'm like, I don't, do I have bad taste? Like, am I an idiot? Like, what is it about this that I just had so much fun? And I think it is because it's trying to do so much and somehow despite itself it all sort of works and 
I would have loved. This is obviously something that they set out to like, we're going to make a TV show, right? We're going to set this thing up, but we're going to try to write uh, an independent thing that maybe we could release. And if it works as a show, whatever. But there is a part of me that wishes this thing had a, a little cranked up budget and it was just a true feature film. Because what could they have done, um, you know, effects wise and and everything else? I mean, it all feels like fucking Florida. Even Cuba feels like <laughs> it's pretty obviously just some shithole in Florida. Um, but to aim out and do a pilot, I think this the approach is so great because you're like, yeah, we're going to give fucking political intrigue. We're going to give intrigue into like the Navy politics of it. We're going to give a little bit of backstory about how we were SEALs. We're going to give a story about how uh, this guy's trying to get with this girl and she doesn't really like him. And we're going to set up this whole like the seeds that they plant in this are quite impressive. So I think you guys have you basically said, let's see if you can make it 18 more episodes and not get washed out. And I'm like, I can't wait to see where all of these seeds go because they planted fucking 20 of them in the first episode. So I'm going to be bummed if, you know, we know it was just one season, like what gets left off. And I'm excited for you guys to find out how they introduce season three because I was absolutely shocked at a decision that's made. So I I am so excited. I'm so looking forward to this. The bummer will be if after two episodes of this podcast, I'm dreading it because I had such a blast this week watching these. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad at all, really. I said I was not angry. All right. Well, this to a good start. This really will be uh, an experiment for us. This is something to keep it fresh once a month. We'll still have the ongoing categories. We're almost done with season one, Kron. Almost season one is going to go for like seven more months. I mean, yeah, yeah, almost. I mean, at the the way we're doing it it's basically a category a month and we have at least five or six so mm-hmm. um there's some good stuff out there guys it's a, a new year um next week we start uh, the bond is not enough i kick us off with live wire a movie i'm super excited to watch and dissect with you guys um dan i think you've got a, a guest lined up for your for your selection. We'll see how that goes. You can also uh, find me on uh, It Pod to Be You, a romantic movie podcast that I was invited on to discuss Christopher Nolan's uh, Inception. Great episode. Yep. Thank you, Dan. The most yeah, romantic that was part is the uh, dead wife. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. I wish we would have talked about that more. Uh, but check that out. Uh, join our Discord. Let's get out of here, guys. This is... Yeah. Um, we'll be back for more Thunder in Paradise. Mm-hmm. And you should, too. And guess what? If you want to see it, join the fucking Discord, and uh, we might be able to send it to you. 
don't don't do promote we want to tell illegal them? activity. Do we want to tell them that we, we do have plans? Yeah, we, I never incriminate. Wink, this. wink. Okay. Do we want to say that we should have guests coming on for now on? Yeah, to Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, episodes. so that that is partially one of the reasons that we took on Thunder in Paradise because it it allows us to sort of schedule out guests a little bit better. So I know we all want to have guests, but because of our when we record and the way that we select stuff, it can be a little tricky. So. But uh, expect some some special guests for these upcoming Thunder and Paradise episodes. So let us know what you think. Um, join the Discord. If you've seen the show, don't ruin anything for anybody. Um, yeah, you diehard TIP fans out there. <laughs> don't be writing the spoilers. In the- mm-hmm. Don't be Diablo spoilering us. Yeah. Fuckers. Yeah, don't spoil a 30-year-old TV show. I just hope it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. I mean, what if? Uh, what are we going to do? I That would be the post-episode where we ended ourselves. I know what the last episode ties don't. into, oh, be, and I did not know it before, but the guy who hooked us up with these mentioned something, and that forced me down a rabbit hole, and I was like, oh, man. So, damn it. But we shall see. So, come back next week for Livewire, the two people that made it this far into this episode. Uh, but for Laundry Dan, Cron Howard, I have been Bones. And guys, breathe fire. Fuck your boat. Splash and burn? That'll work. <laughs>